0: reformation yeah
1: the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited like i am always to bring you another awesome podcast so excited this week uh we've just excited about the month of july man god has been so good uh with sponsors in the month of June and all the love from all of the listeners and uh and and like I do every week I bring you a awesome guest this guest I've been uh I can say I probably was uh harassing for about a year to finally <laughs> get man, him on nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but uh I have on a special guest and uh and 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 what I love about uh this brother is uh, he's not too far from me. I'm in the Greenville area. He's in Atlanta. I have uh, Pastor John O. How are you, sir?
0: Good, man. I'm doing well. You? Uh, doing
1: great. Doing great, man. So just just so I can hear it, I've heard you say it before, and I know you probably get yep. tired of people ask you to do it. Can you pronounce your last name for me?
0: Yeah. Anwu Chekwa. It's not as bad as I Anwuchekwa. thought. Anwu Chekwa. Phonetic, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, folks would just try. They would be
1: surprised. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's easy. That good stuff. I can do that. But I like Pastor O. That's a little bit cooler, a little bit smoother, and I think kind of fits your personality. So what I like to do in the beginning, man, is give you opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners, man, whatever you want to tell them, whether it's personal or professional. I'm going <laughs> to give you the floor to do that right here.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, John o., um I've been – In Atlanta for nine years now, Uh, pastored at two different churches. Most recently, we set out with a group of folks to plant a church um, on the west side three years ago. Uh, Married to beautiful wife, Chandra. We've been married for a little over 10 years now. Uh, We have one daughter, uh, Ava, who I just put down for a nap right before um, we talked. So, yeah, it's a glorious Thursday afternoon, um, right now. Yeah, man, I'm a preacher, so so I can talk um, too much. And I know we have yeah, yeah, set amount of time here. So yeah, uh, I got you, yeah, man. I got stuck there.
1: Yep. No, that's that's legit. That's legit. I I have a way of uh, of ringing it in because uh, right. I have a lot of preachers on, and I, I I definitely know how to how to handle you guys, man. in much love and respect. Yeah. And I know how special. Laying down a child for a nap is brother. I have Ooh. I have a uh, one year old and a four year old and okay. that is that's like, you know, heaven light just starts shining down I, when they lay
0: down no, they don't amazing. move. Oh man. It, it, especially <laughs> she didn't fight me at all. She's like, yo, Dad uh, just lay me down. So it's her. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh
1: good. yeah. We 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 in God's hour then. I, I mean we oh, on point. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> good stuff, man. So I want to start off, man. You mentioned about uh pastoring a few churches and also planning. I have a lot of local pastors that listen to the yeah. show, man. So let's talk about let's go back to the early days, man. The first time uh you, you got in a pastoral role, whether it was a plant or I'm not sure what that is. Talk about what that was and then that experience and some things you learned from that that initial experience.
0: Yeah, um, so, man, right out of college, I went and I was a part of a, um, you know, church plant in this, you know, small town, Denton, Texas, and so came on staff as a college pastor and uh, was there for a few years and then moved to Atlanta uh, nine years ago to plant, uh, or to to help plant a church, Blueprint Church out here, and... uh, and they're just, um, you know, there's so much that you learn. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that you learn in uh, pastoring a church is, uh, uh, man, I think you just learn, one, that um, everything and everyone is broken. Mm. And I think uh, uh, a lot of our discontentment comes from holding God hostage to outcomes that he never promised and it's easy to go into a place and feel like i yeah this is a church plant we're going to get to do things the way that we want to we cast vision we set things up and then we start um and it's just easy to think that because you're one of the ones that are at the helm and you get to call the shots and now you can uh know fix this church and make it better than the one that you left like you can tend to think Mm -hmm. that um, somehow this church is gonna have less or fewer problems than the previous one that you went to and that's just not how things work like everything everything's broken Um, right and yeah yeah yeah. so so I think man one of the things that I learned was um, man In a fallen and a broken world, like everything's broken, so there's no virtue necessarily in just being a critic, just seeing what's wrong, just starting to call that out, um, because the whole world's broken. Uh, But what you do find out is that, yeah, man, there is something noble and virtuous, and you know, seeing things that are praiseworthy and spending time praising those things instead of constantly lamenting um things that are broken the things that aren't as they should be so
2: mm. yeah wow you know, that's thought, yeah
1: Yeah, that's good, man. No, that's 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 really good for someone like uh, looking into starting a church plant, because like you said, one of the first things you said was, you know, you're going into it. You got all this plan and, you know, you think it's going to be better than, you know, you you probably studied under somebody and then you think it's going to be better than what they got going. Uh, But that's a that's a sobering uh, reality. Um, So just just on that, man, understanding the brokenness of how. and and you kind of touched on it, you know, uh, what you focus on, but, but how have you personally on the pastoral side, how have you, uh, realized that reality? And then, uh, what has been your response, uh, just in your, in your, your action. And then even maybe in your, your sermons, I'm not sure, but how has been your response realizing, you know, what, what, what you were dealing with?
0: Yeah, Yeah. One of the things for me that's changed through the years is that, um, I've tried to become a lot more encouraging in my preaching. And so, what mm. I don't mean is like not preaching about sin, not preaching conviction, not like, yeah. So, I'm not trying to take away from the, <laughs> you know, force of the gospel at all and the fact that. You're yeah, not Christ Joe Osteen, die, yeah, man? You're not Joe Right, yeah, yeah, right, right,
2: yeah, yeah. But, oh,
0: okay. Uh, <laughs> man, I think of Paul's advice to. Titus, when he talks about you know an elder, um, he just shows that man. An elder is one who uh, man is holding to the faithful message as taught, and then he goes on and says, "is so that he will be able to both." Right? Here's mm-hmm. both of things. Both encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it. Um, I think my disposition at times can lend itself to whenever I come to the text and the preach to constantly think of, all right, who's wrong? Who's going to object? How can I uh, get the conviction we need from God's word in order that we can be comforted instead of, all right, man, who's here? Who's broken down and hurting? And who just needs to be encouraged with Mm. down teaching with God's word? And I think, yeah, just through the years, man, I've just learned like, uh, People are never discouraged to faithfulness. You can't discourage somebody to faithfulness. People need to be encouraged towards right. faithfulness. And so for me, I've just, yeah, in, in light of what I just shared, I've just learned more and more. Um, man, I want to take God's word, and I definitely do want to help us see where we're not doing what God has called us to do. But... Mm-hmm. In a room full of Christians with people that are striving, I do want to take some time and rejoice in the things that folks are starting to do well in ways that, um, yeah, like just to help our church celebrate not just what God has already done in Christ, but what He's at work doing right. in our church body and our church family. Yeah,
1: wow, that's good, man. That's good. It's it's rare uh that you hear that you hear that, man, you know. Um just the, the whole positive push uh for encouragement and all of that. Um so you're in Atlanta, um, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm very familiar with Atlanta and you know there there are a lot of uh uh prosperity uh, really big churches uh, around in that area when I actually came out of the prosperity, word of faith, charismatic world before I started studying more sound doctrine and th- excuse me, things like that. So in that area, have you noticed uh, just in your experience, uh, people maybe uh, taking those ideas and practices uh, or people you run across, how do how do you, uh, I guess approach people that, that may come from those churches that may find you, or is there any influence there? Are you running into any of those folks, uh, in, in Atlanta that kind of have that, that, uh, you know, bad theology, I guess is a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, so, so, you know, and, uh, particularly as it relates to prosperity, theology, I mean, we'll hone in on that. Uh, yeah, we absolutely sure. do. But I'm, you know, I'm from Texas, You know, I was born and raised in Houston, and I spent some time in Waco and then Dallas and now in Atlanta. So every place that I've lived has been very culturally Christian and prosperity gospel mm. has been, yeah, yeah, thick. So I think, uh, man, one of the things that we've done or we try to do is we just Man, what I found is that one of the best antidotes for, you know, prosperity theology, or it's a, you know, the best combination of antidote, the best mixture is life in community and the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. So what we just constantly try to do is to uh, teach the Bible and the way that we teach. I mean, we're trying to, you know, systematically go through books just try to give people a sense of the whole yeah even when we don't go through books we're constantly trying to pull them in to the larger story right what god came to do Mm -hmm. uh, so that people start to see that the purpose of the bible um, is to help us get to know god it's not primarily to see things about ourselves Mm -hmm. we do see things about ourselves and who we are but the bible is a story about God, his interaction with the world through Christ Jesus, his work to save sinners and to bring them into his family. And so what we found is if we'll just kind of make the subtle shift in folks' minds and help them start to look at the Bible, not as a mirror where I go just to see things about myself, but I go to the Bible as a window to look into it to see things about God and who... He is, and then folks start to get a sense of, man, this story is much bigger
2: Uh than just uh God
0: doing things in history to illustrate principles of prosperity that you can apply. Uh, People start to kind of step back in awe of God and you start to find um, that they become impressed with him. Um, Uh And as they start to become impressed with him, Um, and here's why I say not just the Bible, but life in community, they start to see that um, they find themselves in a community with people that are dealing with all types of sickness and hurt and suffering and pain and joblessness and all of that stuff, Uh, but there's still joy there. And so what people start to find is that, Suffering and joy aren't on opposite sides of the spectrum, right? They're not like the north and south pole.
2: Mm-hmm. Suffering
0: mm-hmm. and joy can very much be on the same part. And so as people uh, hear about God and are impressed with Him through His Word, but then see real life um, jobs to a lesser degree, uh, we we found that that just kind of helps folks reorient their picture of. Christianity. I mean, so to date, I mean, in the past three years, um, being in a city like Atlanta, we've baptized more people that have grown up in church than have not been in church, right? So we don't uh, baptize right now. Lots of folks that are like, oh, I've uh, never set foot in a church before. I hated God. And then I met him. We get a lot of folks like, "No, I grew up in the South, so I grew mm-hmm, up in mm-hmm. church, but I had no clue what Christianity was about, and then I saw, man, it's so much better than money and career advancement and all this stuff and so right, yeah, yeah so we've really seen God working that way.
1: That is awesome yeah my my running joke uh is is a joke, but it's' it's, it's still kind of serious is uh you know in the South, everybody's already saved, man, so you know right. it's hard to evangelize so but no that that speaks volumes, and I love the way you 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 talk about the Bible and community because you know yeah. meeting those people and and seeing people that are you know hurting like you're hurting but have joy that that does speak volume because when you look at you know, guys that have the platform and then all they talk about is, you know, never being sick and, you know, driving a Bentley. And, and then you look, go home to your mm-hmm. house and you're like, you know, I got this Corolla and, you know, maybe yeah. got the flu, you know, so that, that is right. really big, man. I, I, I appreciate you throwing that in there. What was yeah. you about to say?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, one thing that we do is that when somebody's getting ready to join our church, uh You know, they'll sit through a class, they'll have a one-on-one meeting with a pastor, and we'll get a chance just to talk to them, hear about their life story, ways that we can pray for them, ways that we can care for them, answer any questions they have uh, about the church. But we'll also ask them how they came to know the Lord. This way, when we bring it back to the congregation to affirm, right, as folks come in, uh, we don't bring anybody into the membership of our church, without our church getting a chance to hear their salvation story, how they came to faith, and so the beauty of this is, is that when folks come in, it reminds our church that God saves people and the crazy ways that God saves people. Mm-hmm. So there was this one girl who, um, they had joined our church a few years ago, uh, ago and here's her story. She, um, you know, grew up kind of went to church, uh, found herself in college. In college, um, I believe her dad committed suicide, and killed himself. She was depressed and at this low point. So her friend, who was her roommate and who was a Christian, um, started to take her to um, Cruffalo Dallas Church out here. So mm-hmm. you know, the biggest, you know, uh, yep. prosperity, Theology joints out here. Well she went, um, you know, she'd go from week to week and she's like, and I was starting to soak things up, and she's like, But 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 then one week he stood up and he said, Hey, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to go back and read the Bible for yourselves to see if what I'm saying is really true. Well, hmm. those words stuck with her. And she mm-hmm. went and she started to read her Bible. And at the time that she was there, the stuff that she heard him say, she left and she's like, hey, I'm reading my Bible. <laughs> but it, it doesn't line up with what I'm hearing you say. And the Lord wow. used that dissonance mm-hmm. to bring her to a place where she heard the gospel, repented of her sins, and put her trust in the Lord. And that all came from. You know, her being in a prosperity church and yeah. um, at the urging of the pastor, reading the Bible for herself, and so.
1: Wow, yeah. That's, yeah. that's 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 okay. very interesting. <laughs> wow, yeah, I mean, you know, no, no shots, man. Uh, I got mad love right. for for people that's, that's, that's in that, you know, in those arenas, yeah. man. And, and my, my, my biggest fear is, you know, just a, a false sense of security or, or things like that, yeah. or, or just the heartbreak and turn away from God because you don't see the cars and the houses, you know, that's, that's right. just my thing. But I, I got mad love. I got a lot of family and friends that still, still, still have that same understanding and believing. Um, we just continue to pray for them man, but right here, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back.
2: The Men's Muster is a ministry aimed at equipping men to protect, provide, and preside to the glory of God in their homes, churches, and communities. The Men's Muster seeks to do this by providing Christ-centered, gospel-driven content in the form of podcasts, Bible studies, blog post articles, sermons, and many more. Please check us out
0: at mensmuster.com and listen to our podcast available on all major platforms
1: and peace all right we're in here with uh pastor o having a good time man and this is the second half of the show and what i like to do uh on this half man is it's a little lighter i have what i call the bar signature question. So I got three questions that I have asked all my guests to give my listeners just an inside look uh, at your life, you know, just a little something different that you've probably never been asked before on an interview or podcast. And if they asked it, they stole it from me. So first signature bar question is what kind of music do you listen to besides (laughs) Trip Lee? Yeah.
0: Um, Man, I listen to um, it depends on what I'm doing, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I love R&B. So, 90s Mm -hmm. R&B, you know, I grew up on that. And so, that's kind of one of the staples. Uh, If Mm -hmm. I'm trying to read or I'm trying to write, um, I'll listen to classical music. You know, I got a playlist Mm -hmm. on my joint that just kind of helps me to think. Sprinkled in it is some gospel and 90s on b just to like mix mix things up. Um, <laughs> I love it. Hip hop, yeah. Gospel, so yeah. That, the whole nine.
1: Good deal, good deal. Alright, second signature bar question is what books or book are you reading currently?
0: Alright, well, um, you've caught me, I'm in the middle of a month long sabbatical. Uh, nice. For, uh, from the church, so uh, I, I would be at home all day with my wife and my daughter, except for my wife and my daughter said, John, you can't be at home all day with us. You throw off <laughs> the, the rhythms. So the first half of the day, you know, I go and work out, and then I have to be out of the house until, like, 1 o'clock, and so it's a good time for me to read and write. So you actually caught me at a time where all I'm doing is reading, and nice. I love to read. So, um, yeah, there's a few Um Man, I just finished Tiger Woods' biography, which was fascinating, man. It was amazing. Um, Hmm. So, you know, I knew he was big, and I knew he accomplished a lot. But the book just goes into, you know, his backstory, his family, his dad. And you just see, yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. Um, I just got done with a book on rest, Sabbath as Resistance. Um and it's just a interesting take on how the uh understanding the Sabbath uh kind of helps give shape to how we see the rest of the Ten Commandments from one until mm. um ten. So an excellent book. Um The mm-hmm. Bluest Eye, Tony Morrison, uh uh-huh. started to read fiction in the course of the past year and a half, another Excellent book, and then last night I just got done with this book. Uh, Elements of Eloquence, probably my favorite book this year. If you write anything for anybody at any time, this is a book that you have to get and keep on your shelf. I mean, it's phenomenal. And, yeah, I could go into depth on it, but I don't know how much time we have left, but just, yeah. Yeah, man, it's good.
1: Just say the title one more time so I can
0: I can get it. Elements of Eloquence by
1: Mark Forsett. Got it. Yeah. I'm sure my listeners appreciate that too. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next uh, signature bar question. What podcasts or sermons do you li- listen to, if any? All right.
0: Podcasts as a whole or preaching podcasts?
1: Oh, as a whole, man, I, we, we ain't super okay. safe around
0: here. <laughs> okay. All right. No. Um, uh, cutting it straight HB Charles. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that recently. Um, I'm in mean, the outside of that. Uh, you know, I'm a
2: huge
0: basketball fan. So mm-hmm. yeah, I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, uh, you know, he talks a lot about the NBA there. Chris Broussard has a joint in the zone. This guy, Zach mm-hmm. Lowe, has a joint called The Low Post. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. Um, kind of those Those are the staples. Um, nice. Oh, and then Ralph, uh, Ralph West, Ralph Douglas U- West out of uh, the Church Without Walls in Houston. Um, yeah, I've listened to him. Lately, and I uh, uh, appreciate, you know, how celebratory and encouraging he is with with God's word.
1: Nice, cool, good deal, man. That's the three signature That's bar it. questions, man. Yes, sir. That's so. Right, man. <laughs> what I wanna do right here, man, is give you the floor anything you wanna say to my listeners, whether it's announcements, just be mindful this show probably drop in July, and any encouraging words or anything you wanna say, uh you, have the floor to do that now, and then we'll close this out here,
0: yeah, dope no nah, um man, One of the best pieces of advice that I got um when I was getting ready to enter into the ministry uh, was that the team that you play with is more important than the field that you play on. Mm. Um, I think so many people have in their minds where I'm going to go, where I'm going to serve, where has God called me to, um, and they don't think as much in terms of who has God called me to go with. And I found, if, man, if you're with the right team, the place that you go does doesn't matter at all. Um, if you're not with the right team, the place that you go doesn't matter um, mm. at all. So we're plan uh, we planted this church three years ago. You no, know, and the pastoral team was really comprised of Richard Muller, my freshman roommate in college. Sixteen and a half years ago, we were freshman roommates in college. Both <laughs> really started to walk with the Lord close to the same time, and have just kind of been like. All right, as long as God has us in the same place, and we're just going to be faithful to try to transform the communities that we're in. And Richard, you know, was there with me. Uh, We moved to Denton, Texas, and we moved to Atlanta, Georgia at the same time. Uh, Tripp, when we first planted, you know, my sophomore year in college, I met Tripp there, and uh, we had been good friends for past, you know, 14 years, well, as we are getting ready to start this church, you know, as thoughts come up four years ago, you know, I know they're in transition. We've been praying about trying to get to the same city and uh, prayed, and it seemed like the Lord worked things out, and he came, and then another guy, Mo, and, um, man, and then just, like, all of the folks that are here, you know, there's some folks that are part of this church, right, that I've uh, known uh, for, for, you know, 10-plus years, and it just it's different when you do things with family, man. And uh-huh, so uh-huh. I'd say, man, if y'all got, yeah, I'm, yeah. So um, I think what's just as important, if not more important as where you go to serve the Lord is who you go with. Um, and so I would just say, yeah, tip the scales in the direction and really put emphasis on the who and be amazed at what God does.
1: Awesome. Awesome advice, man. Good stuff, man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. And um, man, I'm, I'm grateful that you, we were able to make oh, this happen. <laughs> Honored to be able to do it. Awesome, man. No, that's good to hear, man. Been a long time coming. You know, you yeah. gave me, it was funny. You gave me encouragement and I appreciate it. It was like, yeah, I appreciate you. I hear grinding, but yeah, I don't do podcasts right now. <laughs> yeah, that's legit, no, no, man. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good man, I'm stuff. Glad man.
0: That we 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 got a chance to do it. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you, man. To the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to The Bar. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. You have The Bar Podcast. And then don't forget, on Wednesday, we got Just Thinking with Daryl and Virgil. And then on Thursday, we have Bars with uh Terrence Barlow, where we do the Christian rappers. But uh every week, we write here, your favorite podcast, TheBarPodcast.com on Facebook just forward slash the bar podcast on Instagram and Twitter, the bar underscore podcast. And until next time y'all we out.